My name is Maggie. I am 30 years old. My name is Stan. I am 35 years old. My name is Aaron. I'm 37 years old. My name is Cece. I'm 44 years old. My name is Laura. I'm 37 years old. My name is Shannon. I'm 48 years old. My name is Trish. I'm 49 years old. I'm Ellen. I'm 41 years old. My name is Karen. I am 50 years old. My name is Kathleen. I am 60 years old. I am an adult Irish dancer. You're listening to the Adult Irish Dancers Podcast. Greetings from very sunny Southern Arizona. My name is Jen Clark. I'm the host of the Adult Irish Dancers podcast. Great to have you back for week 10. That is uh, impressive on my part. I really didn't know if I'd be able to keep this going. I think they said most podcasts end after two or three episodes. So I'm happy to be here, and I'm happy to have you here with me. We have got some great guests lined up uh, t- today and the next couple of weeks, so I'm super excited to share all of this with you. Um, I'm actually doing the podcast from inside my closet right now, um, as opposed to outside where I've, I've been traditionally doing my podcast since I moved to Arizona. Um, It's officially too hot in Arizona to sit outside and do a podcast. And it's really not even too hot for me because I sit in the shade and I know it's cliche. I know I hate to even say it, but it is a dry heat. I'm from the Midwest where the humidity will literally suffocate you. So the heat here really hasn't blown my mind too much, but it absolutely overheats my equipment. So I'm inside my closet today. Happy to be here with you. This week we're talking to Anna Neve, who is one of the counselors at Camp Rinka Kiel in New York. Um, she is originally from Mexico. She now lives overseas in the UK. And she's got uh, some great advice coming up for the adult camp if you want to be part of that. She also has a wonderful workshop coming up about emotional and you know mental health when it comes to Irish dance and improving your confidence. So we're going to talk to her about that coming up in a couple of minutes. It is my, uh, what is it, fourth... Fifth week, I, I've lost track here in Arizona. No, I haven't been to an Irish dance class yet. Full honesty, I'm terrified. I'm terrified to start a new Irish dance class. It's been really rough for me personally because I did teach when I was back in Michigan. And it was 100% my choice to move. My husband and I wanted to move to a warmer climate. So that's why we're here in Arizona. And I don't regret it for a second. But I definitely see, you know, my my dancers from Michigan, they're kind of preparing for their recital that they get to have this year that we didn't have one last year and you know I'm gone and I can totally see them starting to pull away and while that's completely natural it's still really hard like even if it's your choice to move it's still hard to leave Um, so I'm kind of dealing with all of those emotions right now and I'm also dealing with you know just adult problems I think we we tend to um dismiss our adult issues when it comes to our lives as well you know that's just part of being a grown-up but it affects everything and I think my anxiety about not having a job at the moment I've had a lot of job interviews but just my anxiety about not having a job at the moment um, is really hard it's it's making me not want to go out and try a new Irish dance class first of all I'm nervous about seeing what the material is at a new school and if I can do it or not, I don't know if I'd have to drop down a level. I, I don't know how that would all work. Um, I'm nervous about getting back into it just in general, just money-wise. Um, and I, I know that's something that becomes like taboo to talk about, but the cost of Irish dance is a real issue for a lot of people. And, you know, when you don't have a job, the last thing you want to do is get hooked on an Irish dance class that you can't really afford to pay for. So, um, you know, I'm kind of dealing with all that right now, trying to sort things out and... 
um, just figure it all out. But I'm very happy because tomorrow my husband and my son, who is 14 and who used to Irish dance, he did not stick with it, but I'm still very proud of him. He competed once and that's all I asked of him. But they are flying down here to Arizona finally um, for good. And I am so excited about that. And I I can't wait to see them. And, you know, Irish dance will, will come back to me when I'm ready to go back to it. So I just have to remember it will be there when I'm ready, um, whether it's, you know, emotionally or financially or physically, it will be there. So, again, thanks for being here with me. It's a great sense of community we have here on the Adult Irish Dancers podcast. Don't forget you can find us online at adultirishdancepodcast.com. You can also email me at info at adultirishdancepodcast.com. We're on Instagram. We're on Facebook. All that good stuff. Um, and this week, talking uh, about something that I have thought about for a really long time. I have been dancing. Uh, I danced for a little while when I was 13, and then I quit and came back to start dancing again when I was in my late teens, early 20s. And one thing I have never, ever been able to do was design my own solo dress from scratch. Every dance dress I've bought has been used. Um, the, the closest I think I got was like kind of a prefab dress. You know, they give you the design and you pick the colors. Um, that's all I've been able to afford at the moment, though. I don't think any of my, my dresses have cost over $500. And that's okay. You know, I'd, I'm, I'm lucky to even be able to afford that. But just like any Irish dancer, I have always had my dream dress. And my dream solo dress, if I could afford to have one made from the bottom up, would be navy blue and I'm not you know I'm absolutely not a seamstress if I was I would try to make it on my own so I don't know fabrics and all that kind of stuff but just overall my dream solo dress would be navy blue with a peacock feather theme throughout with turquoise and purples and I don't think I would go too overboard on the bling I'm just you know that's just not my jam but I and then I would love to have like a very small like peacock feather um, cape attached to it I know capes really even aren't a thing anymore but I'm old school I still love it even if it's small um, but that would be my dream dress if it's something I can ever afford to have made from the ground up so that's what we're talking about this week um, as far as what would be your absolute dream Irish dance outfit whether it's a solo dress or a waistcoat um, what is your dream Irish dance outfit Alexandra says a blue or green jewel tone velvet if I was going traditional not work from the book of Kells with peacocks or swans if I'm going non-traditional I do something inspired by William Morris Prince maybe strawberry thief now I have to go look that up because now I'm intrigued Rebecca says I'd love a song of the sea or wolf walkers theme I love seeing what people are interested in because they are bringing their outside interests into their dream dresses. In fact, the solo dress that I have now that I actually bought used has elements of the golden snitch from Harry Potter in it. And I'm not even a Harry Potter fan. And my sister called it out. She goes, oh, my God, that's the golden snitch. So um, whoever I bought my dance dress from obviously loved Harry Potter. And that's why I love reading these responses. So it's so fun. Maddie says, I've always done a traditional knot work on mine. And I love like that, but I'd also love to do an Art Deco dress. Kimberly says, I'm dying to have a sunflower dress. Oh my gosh, that would pop so much. I would love to see that. Nadine says, classic and green, like Jean Butler's dress in the original River Dance, but with shoulder straps or a boat neck. So no chance of the dress heading south, as there apparently was in the first performance. Get out of town. Now I've got to go look that up, too. Um, and Nadine says, and of course, I would also like to dance just like Jean Butler. Wouldn't we all... 
Jenny says, I'd love a silky dress in grays and teals in modern style, but with the traditional look, I've always loved the story dresses, but for now, I love my Tiffany blue dress. Megan says, I've always wanted a blue dress with the silver tree on the front, like the tree of Gondor from Lord of the Rings. There was an adult dancer I was competing against at my last fest who had the most gorgeous solo dress, and it was all um, deer-themed, and it had deer like kind of woven into the knotwork, and it was absolutely gorgeous. Maria says, in general, I dislike solo dresses because they're stiff, bulky, and overwrought. I've always wanted something that moves and flows, maybe a figure skating style costume, but with more coverage and shorts underneath instead of the leotard look. That's something I have seen a lot at Feshes is more of the figure skating dress look. In fact, I think, to be honest with you, I think there are schools who are using those figure skating dresses as their school dresses now. Alicia says, vintage design, but modern silhouette. Celtic knots, no giant crystals. Genevieve says, my dream dress would be navy base with yellow, orange, pink, and purple embroidery and crystals, of course. I have this image of a sunset colored dress. Oh my gosh, would that be stunning. I say that as somebody who lives here in Arizona where we have the most stunning sunsets. I mean, the sky is every color you can imagine, and it happens almost every single night. Rachel says purple and teal with lots of sparkle and lace all around the bodice and sleeves. Maggie wants the green dress from Riverdance. So does Rachel. She says our performance skirts are based off the original green skirt. Allison's like me. She wants a peacock dress too. Allison, someday maybe we will get our our dream peacock solo dresses or maybe we'll learn how to make them. I should say maybe you'll learn how to make it and then I can pay you. How about that? Because I don't think I don't think being a seamstress is in my future. Now, here we have Jen, who makes dresses. So she says, every dress I make is a dream dress. Her personal dream dress is an iridescent dark blue dupioni silk with a silver star motif. My older daughter has a steampunk-themed dress, and my younger daughter has a dress based on the story of a water spirit. The steampunk dress is so, so cool. Um, the crown is made from gears. I'm going to put these pictures up at adultirishdancepodcast.com. Apologies for that last week, by the way. I tried to blog about some of the responses, and um, my website was down for days, and then I just stopped trying to deal with it. So I figured it out, um, but I will have a blog up this week. She also has a picture of her younger daughter's dress, which has a gorgeous mermaid tail. Sarah wants to incorporate her love of dungeons and dragons. She said, I've always wanted to make a dress based off my character's studded leather armor, but with a lot more glam and crystals. It would look really strange in comparison to other dresses, but I'm more of an aggressive dancer, not so much elegant, so it would suit me. Aaron says, I'd go vintage, black and green, lots of Celtic knots. Kim says, I'm trying to make my own dream dress. Bought a beautiful pink lace with silverish background for the bodice. I love reading all of these responses because, you know, it's something that I think we all kind of have in the back of our head. And some people have been lucky enough to get their dream dress. And then there are people like me who have that design in the back of your mind at all times. And you're just waiting for the day. I'm just waiting for the day I can get my beautiful navy blue and peacock dress. I'm in prelim champs and I'm hoping if I can make it to open champs, which probably is another reason I'm nervous about going to an Irish dance class. Um, Prelim's been really hard to move through and I'm super nervous about like I said, starting new material and, and the chance of moving out of prelims. But 
maybe someday that can be my open champ uh open champ goal is to get my peacock dress so thank you so much to everybody who chimed in on this i love reading about your other hobbies and how you would love to incorporate those in your dream dress i've got all the responses and pictures up at adult irishdancepodcast.com and coming up in just a few minutes we're going to talk to anna neve from crc here on the adult irish dancer podcast you're listening to the adult irish dancers podcast Welcome back to the Adult Irish Dancers Podcast. My name is Jen Clark, and I love our guest this week. I'm so excited to talk to her. Anna Neve is uh, on the horn here. Anna, how are you? I'm great. Thanks, Jen. I'm so excited to be here. Thank you for asking me to be in your podcast today. So excited to have you. Anna, tell everybody where you're at in the world and give us a little bit of background on uh, your Irish dance career. Well, I am currently in Birmingham in the UK. I moved here about nearly four years ago. And I came here to do my university degree, but we all know Irish dancing is really good here. So I just took advantage of that and joined the Scanlon School. But before that, I started Irish dancing when I was about 10 years old back at home in Mexico so it's been a bit of a transition but I've been dancing all those years I absolutely love it I love competing I love teaching as soon as I finish my grade exams I'd love to get my TC um I just love Irish dancing well that's that's why you're here and that's perfect um are you thinking I, I'm sorry I didn't realize you're from Mexico that's so cool I'm about an hour from the border here in Tucson Arizona um where are you from in Mexico and do you plan on staying in the UK or do you plan on going home that is a great question Jen <laughs> um, I am from Querétaro it's not a very well-known place so if you're unsure of where that is do not worry it's about three hours from Mexico City so like about the middle part of the country really um I am not sure what the future has in store for me. That's I plan a decision to decide to go back to Mexico or stay in the UK. Yeah, I have plans to stay in the UK for at least this year and maybe one more year and then see where the wind takes me really. <laughs> I get it. Listen, I am I I've been a traveling radio person for 15 years. This is the fourth state I've lived in. Um so I Amazing. I told that's kind of the way I look at it. Wherever the wind takes me, that's where I'll end up. And it that's a good way to think about it because I think just in general humans, you know, we try to overplan and um, think too far ahead. And I think it's hard because we want to plan, but you just kind of kind of sit back and, and see what comes at you. So I think I think that's a wonderful uh, plan, long-term plan for you. Um, Thank so you. What, level, what level do you dance at? Um, I'm in Open Championships. I have qualified for the Worlds a few times. So I am at that point where I was planning on probably maybe retiring at my last worlds last year which did not happen so it's probably a sign i need to keep dancing so that's great by me <laughs> that's that's a again great you know just um what what did my parents used to say um when is it take it by ear something like that i don't remember what it was yeah exactly. but, you know, it's, that's a that's a great way to, to to work on things so um i wanted to have you on the podcast other than the fact that you're a great dancer you're also um one of the counselors at Camp Rinka Keel, also known as CRC. How did you get involved in that? 
I could talk about CRC forever, Jen. So <laughs> if I get too carried away, do stop me. <laughs> I, Go for it. I first heard of CRC when I was about 14, maybe. I can't remember how I found it, but I was obsessed with the idea of an Irish dancing camp. I went to like a normal person camp when I was younger and loved it. So combining the two of them, like revolutionary idea, brilliant, um, my dream come true. So um, I begged my teacher to let me go because you need your TC to authorize you to go. I begged her and begged her for years till finally she got too tired of listening to me and she said you know what great go um so she let me go when i was 16 and it was the best two weeks of my life i danced so hard and made the best friends my best friends in the world came from crc so when i was a camper at 16 and then 17 years old um it took me a few years to think, well, I want to go back and work for them because it's just such an amazing thing to be part of as a kid. Why wouldn't it be a great thing to be part of as an adult? So I applied to be a counselor for the first time in 2017. And I just loved it. It was the complete flip side, obviously, as I'm not the one taking part in the classes, but it's just such a completely different experience of helping the kids. Um, Sheila, the camp director, likes to say we're their parents for the week, and it's absolutely true. <laughs> well, that's, and I think that's a pretty, that's a, a common uh, story for a lot of camp counselors. I mean, I went to summer camp as a kid, not, I, not Irish dance, but you do fall in love with the atmosphere, and you fall in love with your counselors, and you do. your parents, and, and so that's a very natural transition to go from being a camper to a counselor. So um, are you still a counselor currently? Um, I 100% am. It's a bit difficult in this situation with the pandemic since I can't really guarantee I can fly anywhere or, you know, restrictions are being changed back and forth, the flights, but I, even last year I was a counsellor in their new Camp in a Box online version. I participated in all of the sessions they did last year, but one and I am set to do their online camps as well this year. We already had one, the Elite Camp, which is like a shorter version of the full camp okay, in a box so, experience. So tell me about Camp in a Box, because I saw them advertising this last year. And like you said, you know, everybody's had to get creative with the pandemic. And um, gosh, summer camps talk about taken a hit last year and and this year too i mean it's nothing seems to be for sure every but every every region and same thing here in the united states everybody is a little bit different now so how, how did camp in a box work last year camp in a box was hoping everything would work out and it did um basically camp will send you a box with your schedule, your camp t-shirt, a couple gifts. I think last year we had hand sanitizer and a mask, depending on the week, because we had, you know, different activities, a TheraBand, a, maybe a water bottle. I can't remember what all the items were. I think they changed a little bit depending on the week you signed up for. But essentially what we do is replicate camp online. You do sit at home and 
dance from whatever space you have available and there's a lot more flexibility in you know if you live in an apartment well then you probably don't want to wear your heavy shoes and yeah. you know make your neighbors mad or something of the sort <laughs> um that definitely happened to me but that's a different story <laughs> um yeah so there's a lot more flexibility in that sense and the instructors will have to change a little bit how a normal class would run because obviously you you know how on zoom everything's a lot more difficult yep. for dancing but we made it work um a lot of the instructors would have drills going on in the background while they focused on one dancer and switch it over or you know everyone picked their own different system and the hardest part for counselors i think was keeping the kids engaged in their free time yeah <laughs> and just because it's so hard to get them to talk to each other while they're on a screen and that's part of the camp fun you know you're, you're there to be with your friends so i had to get creative with that as well but we still had all the social activities the campfire um trivia movie night so it was it was quite fun a bit different but definitely extremely fun well and kudos to you guys for you know figuring out how to do something you know i think there were a lot of camps and i know um the camps back in michigan i know a lot of them just just canceled and um you know they struggled a lot for money during the summer and yeah. um it was hard then to pick up the fall and winter camps because you know they weren't sure if it was safe to do so and you know like you said you made it work and i think that that's kind of the the theme across the the dance world during the pandemic Absolutely. we made it work yeah. but yeah i can totally relate to um trying to keep the kids um engaged even when you know you're dancing it's it's hard to keep them engaged i had kids in my classes that would just disappear off camera for an entire hornpipe and i'm like hey where are you <laughs> and you know i'm texting their parents like hey are they okay what's going i mean it's it was difficult so again kudos for you guys for doing that so, and um i wanted to ask you a little bit um before we get to your workshop because um that is the main reason that i wanted to have you on today because i love the dancing minds program and we're going to get to that in just a couple of minutes but um tell me about the adult camp at crc because i i think this is such a great idea and it's such a wonderful way to um you know give adults the chance to work as hard as they want, you know, as, as the younger kids do. Um, tell me a little bit about the adult camp at CRC. Absolutely. Um, I was an adult camper, I think the same year that was my first year as a counselor. So I did the adult week right before it then jumped straight into the kids camp. Um, and I have to say it is absolutely like being in a kids camp with the same atmosphere of you know all the fun all your friends all the dancing the hard work except you're with adults and it's so much fun and i think it's brilliant that you know this idea came to life because i remember thinking why do i have to stop being a camper when i'm 18 it's not fair yeah, yeah. so <laughs> so it's just great that you know adults have that possibility to go to camp and it's a lot different than the kids camp in the sense yeah, that that's what i was going to ask you what are since you did since you've done both that's a, a great juxtaposition what are what are some of the differences between the adult and the kids camp well 
I think the main difference is you don't have a counselor, and that is because you don't need one. Yeah. <laughs> However, you do have, um, like, there is a counselor of sorts. It's called, well, we call her the Rage Liaison, um, which is basically a person that is able to help you if you do need anything, have any questions, um, injury, someone needs to go get ice for you you know, that kind of thing. There is always someone there to help you and make you feel welcome and just, you know, get the party started for everyone. Although you don't have your personalized counselor as you would as a kid. Okay. Um, and so, and when is, so are the camps, I know you said it's, it's iffy, at least for you being a counselor this year, um, because of traveling issues. I know, you know, there's still borders open and closed daily. It's, it's hard to figure it out. Is uh, CRC having camps this summer? They are. So, um, not 100% on all the dates at the minute, but I know there is a camp in a box at the end of June, I believe it starts the 28th of June up until the 2nd of July or something of the sort. Um, then there is adult camp in person, I'm not sure of because I know dates changed at some point, but it is definitely on their website and they do have the three kids sessions. And then there's a further camp in a box <laughs> later in at the beginning of August. Okay, gotcha. Yeah, I'm on their um, their website right now. It's at irishdancecamp.com if you want to correct CRC. Um, we're talking to Anna Neve, who is one of the counselors at CRC, and she's also starting this wonderful, wonderful workshop that I really wanted to talk about because um, I don't think that the um, mental health issue is really big in Irish dance yet. I don't think that's something that has been talked about quite on the level that mental health has been talked about in the world in general. But you um, have started a workshop called the Dancing Minds Program. So um, tell us a little bit about the Dancing Minds Program. So this is wonderful. Absolutely. So the Dancing Minds program was developed by Sean Connolly, who is a very well-known person in the Irish dance world and in other sports for building confidence and improving performance in athletes and performers. He also works in other areas of the world, you know, as in business or entrepreneurship. But this program was made specifically for Irish dancers on how to understand their emotions and how they work from the inside to perform their best on the outside. I took this course with him over three months understanding how your psychology becomes your physiology, essentially how your mind affects how physically strong you are to perform. And it's very interesting how everything is connected to how you feel because if you don't feel your best you're not going to perform your best but it's very hard to just say oh i'll you know i'll definitely feel my best because you know i trained hard so why wouldn't i feel my best you know it doesn't work like that as much as we would want it to yeah oh that's that's a perfect way to say it because i think especially with adults, um, you know, I think our confidence levels are, I, I don't think I've met one adult who is completely confident 
in their dancing and their performance. And, and like you said, even if they're the best dancer in the world, they're still not quite sure. I, I think um, the last fesh I went to before I moved to Arizona, um, myself and another prelim dancer were, were standing off stage and um, I could tell she was nervous. And I was like, oh, are you okay? And she goes, I'm freaking out. I said, me too. And it was really nice to kind of connect on that. But I also think that um, you know, that affected both of our dances. I, I know it affected hers, it affected mine. And, and you're right, all of that is connected um, to each other and it is connected to how you dance. And this is open to adult dancers of all levels and it's on Zoom, correct? Yes, absolutely. I think it's a shame that in general, um, I think adults are not as catered to as kids for Irish dancing and they are just as phenomenal, if not more than all these kids, just because there's so much more you have to do as an adult and you still get to find the time to train and to dance and just do it for the love of it. So why wouldn't you want to be the best that you can be at it? But I don't think there's enough emphasis on empowering adults. So I wanted to do this workshop for everyone. I. I really do not think you need to be in open championship to work on your confidence because this will transfer to your life in general as well. So if you just learned your hop two threes yesterday, you're more than welcome to come along. Well, I think it's it's probably even better that, you know, a, a dancer just starting learns this at the beginning because my gosh, I've been dancing and teaching for so long and um, my confidence, I've never worked on it and I've never sought help for it. I mean, personally in my personal life, you know, I've done therapy and stuff like that. But as far as dance, you know, and you're right, adults have so many more obstacles in front of them than kids do. You know, kids don't have jobs, don't have families, don't have financial responsibilities. Um, they have, you know, all the energy in the world and um, adults have all of that working against us. And I think you're so right. You know, it's, they are, what we do is phenomenal and we need to know that and we need to show that on stage. And that's why I love this workshop. And is, is mental health something you are interested in as like a career? Um, yes and no. I'll explain. <laughs> Please do. I am very interested in this side of mental health, of empowering people, especially performers, because this is my passion and you always, you know, put more effort in, in something you're passionate in. So I would like to be more involved in helping dancers, Irish dancers specifically, but also in other different types of dance. So I just love dance in general, but I think I would like to stay in this side of coaching and you know and yeah more on like the mental side of it for performance and recreational effects rather than clinical because that is not my background and as much as i find it interesting i don't think that is the you know the route i would like to take in but i would i think it's a very important area to keep in mind for sports and arts so i would definitely like to be within that sector if that makes sense oh yeah no that makes total sense my husband just wrapped up his master's degree in social work he wants to his, his wow. goal is to be a therapist but he is um he is on my case all the time about confidence and he's like you gotta you know you gotta work on that he's like you've got so much 
you've got so many great things going for you. You got to work on your confidence. And I, you know, I even, my gosh, I even had a judge marked down at my last fesh. Um, and one of the comments, and, and we all know comments are not a given. You're not always going to get comments. Yeah. Um, but one of the comments for um, one of my prelim dances was loosen up and have fun. And I think, I mean, I, I saw the fesh pictures and I looked like I had a, a stick right up my butt. Like I was, I, you could, I could tell from the pictures that I was terrified and nervous and, and this is so great. And I'm so glad you're doing this. And it's super affordable too. It's $30 uh, US dollars, correct? Yes. That's very affordable. Cause I know, you know, sticker shock for these kinds of things um, tend to turn people away, but that's very, very affordable. And it's on June 19th and 20th. So why don't you tell people how they can get a hold of you and how they can sign up for the Dancing Minds program? Absolutely. So if you email me at anonyme at takethecult.co.uk, I can send you the sign up form, or you can also find me on Instagram as at take the call mind coaching because I think when success is calling you need to take the call um but if you have if you have me on Facebook as well Anna and Eve you you probably find me in all the Irish dancing related things but if it's hot there are probably a lot more Anna and Eve's in the world I'm not really sure but um email would probably be the easiest if you haven't seen my post around too and this is open comment to on adult it. Dan like you said, this is open to adult dancers of all levels. So whether you are in open champs, maybe you're going to nationals in, in July, or like you said, you just learned your hop one, two, threes last month. This is for adults of all levels. Exactly. All levels, organizations. If you're a recreational dancer, competitive dancer, it doesn't matter. Everyone's welcome. That's great, because I also have started to realize, especially with the pandemic, that there are so many dancers who are self-taught nowadays, which you can do. I mean, that's the magic of technology. You know, if you don't, Absolutely. You know, when I was growing up, if you didn't live by a school, you were just out of luck. And now, you know, there are so many instructional videos online and programs. There's a lot of self-taught dancers. So this spans over all organizations. It's called the Dancing Minds Program. It's all about um, how to work on your mental and emotional perspective with dance and, and help you gain more confidence. And Anna, first of all, I just want to say thank you for being on the podcast. I'm so glad somebody is taking the initiative to focus on mental health and Irish dance because it's just as important as your physical health, I think. Oh, definitely, 100%. And what I think is great about it is that you can transfer it to normal life not just irish dancing because as much as we all love it and we're all extremely involved with it it's not our whole lives and i think that's a great way to mix both of them as well absolutely yeah and i, I can i can second that as somebody right now who is um you know kind of leaving the radio world and transitioning into a different career um i would like that confidence in my job interview so i do see that how that would totally transfer over and that's that's just so great the website is takethecall.co.uk and i will put all of anna's contact information up at adult irish dance podcast Dot com. Um, Anna, uh, finally, just tell everybody where they can find you online and, um, you know, shoot out any information about CRC that you want to you want to let people know about their adult camp and all that good stuff. Um, well, my website is takethecall.co.uk. If you have any queries, you can there's a contact form as well. You can just email me right straight from there. It's the same email that 
you mentioned before, Jen. Regarding CRC, if you have those dates free, go to irishdancecamp.com and check out what dates are. If they work for you, I would highly recommend that you signed up because it's super fun. It's so nice to meet other people that enjoy Irish dancing as much as you do from all over. And it's not just for kids, especially like the camp in a box, adults are welcome as well. So if that's something that you've been thinking, oh, you know, maybe I'd like to do it, but it's probably just for kids. It's not. We love everyone. Come to camp. Um, <laughs> and yeah, I'm excited to do the workshop with everyone who decides to join me. And I'll see any of you who go to CRC. You cannot get me away from camp. I will be there if I have to be there on Zoom. <laughs> Anna, um, I want to wish you luck, especially if you decide to go get your TC, because I think you'd be a wonderful teacher, especially uh, not just because of your dance experience, but the fact that you are focused on, you know, the mental and emotional health of dancers and athletes. And that's just as important, like we said, as the physical aspect of dancing. So Anna, good luck on that. I think you'd make a wonderful TC. And um, all of Anna's contact info and information about the Dancing Minds program is also up at adultirishdancepodcast.com. Anna, thanks for taking the time. I so appreciate it. Oh, absolutely, Jen. Thank you so much for inviting me. You're listening to the Adult Irish Dancers Podcast. Welcome back. We're wrapping up the Adult Irish Dancers podcast this week. It was so great to have Anna Neve on the, the phone this week, um, all the way from the UK. It was fascinating listening to her accent because she is from Mexico, but she lives in the UK and her Spanish is flawless. And then, you know, she kind of falls into a UK accent and it's accents are fascinating to me because I, I come from the Midwest where a lot of people have a very strong Midwestern accent. And it's not something I've ever really had myself. Some words will come out different than others but living in different parts of the United States and just hearing the different accents is been really cool for me personally so I love hearing accents from overseas too but I love what Anna's doing you know you have to focus on your mental health and your confidence to be a good dancer too so all the info about her workshop if you want to take it it's only $30 US so very affordable and again, you know, if we're going to talk about mental health as much as we are in the world, we have to apply that to every aspect of our life, including Irish dance. So if you want to take part in Anna's workshop, uh, go to adultirishdancepodcast.com. I've got all the info up there. And I'd love to have you here. Uh, next week, we are going to be talking to Cass Urban. And it's a wonderful, wonderful interview for Pride Month. Cass is actually part of the Divergent Dance Project, which is um, trying to support LGBT dancers in what they want to wear. There are a lot of dancers, uh, female dancers who identify as female wearing pants now. And I think it's a big step forward here in Irish dance. And it can be looked at as a controversial issue. Um, I have had somebody in the past say, oh, I'd never talk about that on my podcast. But well, we're going to do it here. We're going to do it next week because it's important. And I would love it if you listen because I'm so excited to talk to Cass about what he's doing and, and how it's affected them as a dancer so thanks again for being here again adult irishdancepodcast.com and i can't wait to talk to you next week everybody have a great weekend my name is caitlin i'm 31 years old and i'm an adult irish dancer my name is chris i'm 45 years old and i'm an adult irish dancer i'm erica i'm 30 years old and i'm an adult irish dancer hi my name's patty i'm 56 years old and i'm an adult irish dancer my name is marcel I am 47 years old and I am
am an adult Irish dancer. My name is Grace. I'm 28 years old and I'm an adult Irish step dancer. My name is Eva. I'm 38 years old and I'm an adult Irish dancer. I am Rachel. I'm 35 years old and I am an adult Irish dancer. Check us out online and connect with us at adultirishdancepodcast.com.